Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the stories around Azeroth. With myself, Titans Creed, and joining me as always is the lovely and brilliant, talented gnome of Azeroth himself, one Mr. Frasley. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. It's a, it's a awesome to be here, ready to talk World of Warcraft and some amazing things that are coming into the pipeline. That's it, isn't How it? Are you doing? I'm yes. good. Yes, no, I'm very good. Um busy day itself um but working out everything itself um for those of you who aren't sure of what we do we are here to talk about our adventures in azeroth itself and we'll pick up some uh unique maybe interesting stories that have happened around the web and maybe uh maybe a new story or two if uh, if it's interesting i guess i think that's the thing so i mean why don't you get started frasley how have your adventures around Azeroth treated you this week? Really good. I have thankfully not died yet, so I am up to... Let me just make sure I'm getting it correct. I am up to 21 now on Dora. So... No, halfway to 21. So I'm almost 21, which is the dreaded... That's where my last iron died. But so far, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm feeling confident. I'm going to go into to it tonight and see how far I can get, and I think i might finally get past 21 so i can drink oh no i probably shouldn't drink because if i drink it then i probably will die and like not know where i'm going but yeah it's been good <laughs> and i'll that way it's brilliant so this is your this is your iron iron dwarf yeah the yes, wow challenges my, uh, thing third iron <laughs> third one um i i always forget does the wow challenges is it only like one to 60 or is is it count all the way from one to 120 now all the way all the way to 120 so it's, uh, yeah, there are some quests I've done. I forget what I was doing in BFA, but I was doing this one because I was like, oh, this would not be so good on the iron. I mean, are, are you restricted to um, just leveling itself? Like, yes. I mean, I know you can't do dungeons and you can't do um, group content, essentially. But does that mean, like, say when you get to Warlords, the best thing to do is to go pick up treasures and do the bonus objectives. Can you do that? I think you can do those. I need to double check because I've got the Wild Challenges rules. Mm -hmm. There are specific things about Warlords that you can and can't do. And I'm just double checking. Okay, things like the the uh, level 2 bar bar barracks are not allowed because of the bodyguards. Mm -hmm. And... There is, no, like, you're not allowed to brewery, but it does sound like the other things are al allowed. Like, I'm not seeing anything that's saying that you're, that you're not allowed in So the, safe, the safest thing in Warlords would be to go and get all the treasures then. I mean, you're going to have to buy yourself some new white gear when you get to Legion. But, I mean, Legion and BFA is where that stuff's really going to hurt anyway. Yeah, and you aren't allowed the XP potion. The one that you showed obviously me, so. yeah that makes sense okay so you're happily plodding through you're still in westfall on that at the moment aren't you yeah i'm each time i'm going through i'm learning what can i safely do and survive and right now wetlands and red ridge are on my level try in the future list but i i'm not gonna do it i am gonna be very stupid and go into darkshire so darkshire <laughs> yeah. why not i like i like the questing in darkshire I mean, the only thing you'll have to be careful of is stitches. That'll be that'll be <laughs> yes. the, the biggest thing to worry about. But he's no longer elite, I think. So, 
don't know. At, le- like, at least you don't have Mauler Dim as a as a roving elite anymore. Like, like lots of changes about Darkshire compared to Classic. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that, that roaming one. Mm. And many no majors died to that. Many, 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 many people died to that. I remember dying to that back in the Classic days as well. Um, Yeah, well, it's good to hear that it's going well. Anything else have you been working on? I can't remember if I was doing this last time, but uh, Korlak is 113, so I'm slowly getting Korlak up to 120. Oh, and I did run ICC with some people from stream. That was fun. It was uh, oh, like... Oh, that's cool. People, someone was like, hey, do you want to run ICC? I was like, sure. We, we, we did it. Had a good time. Uh, no Invincible, but one day that'll happen. But one yeah, day. That, one day that horse will drop. Yes. It's the good. same way that I've got the Fiery War Horse and the Blue Potter Drake. Those are my two claims to Mount Fame. Nice. I won't tell you what I did to get that blue proto drake back in the day. Or even the blue oh. drake from um, Oculus. Oh my god. Bad memories. My story, my adventures for Azeroth have um, led me to... My monk is currently 39 Azerite power away from getting level 50 on the heart of Azeroth. 39. Wow. I just haven't had a chance to do my daily emissary today. Um, I'll probably finish it after we're done here. Um, otherwise, my Horde Mage, who literally got through Voldoon and just started Nazmir when we last spoke, has since done all of Nazmir, done all the main storyline in Zoldazar, and is has finished all of the Zandalar Forever storyline now. So it's, nice. it's currently rep-gated with Honorbound and Zandalari Trolls before we can actually progress through the war story to get Magkar Orcs and Zandalari Trolls. I'm also just at that level thing at the moment, so... But it's fun. Um, I do want to talk about that story on the Horde Zone. Like, Voldoon, yes. really, really good. Nazmir, I had weird things going into that, into Nazmir. Like, it felt too dark and gloomy and everything else. But once you actually get to, I think, Bon Sandy's area, like, everything just flows really quickly and... It feels like a zone that brings everything together, a bit like Voldoom. Like, you're always on a given path. This is the odd quest here or there, and the same in Nazmir. But you're always on the straight path. Now, yeah. when it comes to Zuldazar, it feels a lot like Tirasgard. Sorry, Tirasgard. Uh, Stormsong Valley. You know where the main story takes you through half of the zone, and then the other half you've got, like, all the little camps and bits and pieces to finish off and everything else. That's what Zuldazar feels like. But because the stories of all three Zandalari continents bring everything together, like going from Voldoon, where you unearth the uh, Mithrax, to going to Nazmir, where you merge the lower, to going to Zuldazar, where you find out about Zol's betrayal and get the rest of the other lower, and then for the story to come together in Zandalar forever... It feels like it works out really well. I mean, you've got that that goes into, you know, why we go into fight Gahoon and everything else. Um, and then you take it against the Alliance stories, which is not so much everyone like a whole overarching story. Because the overarching story is unite the t- the Kul'Tirans. That's the overarching yeah. story. But we've got Drustvar, which is defeat the witches and then there's that whole story about the shadowlands with 
you know, which is re resolved in the dungeon until, you know, the Shadowlands are going to pop up in the future because it's going to be something else to do with Bonsamdi and Vol'jin and the Lich King and the whole death thing and everything else, which is what I think is going to be the next story after BFA. It'll be all around the whole Shadowlands and death and everything else. That's I think that's where we're going. But then, yeah. But then you've got the other story about Stormsung Valley, which is about uh, Nazoth and Ashara and, you know, the Shrine of the Storms and everything up in that half. And then you've got just dealing with small problems on the rest of it. And Stormsong Valley is all about uh, mini stories as well. And there's nothing really cohesive there, except we do it all and then we get the payoff that's you know, the big storyline with Jaina coming back into the alliance, um, into the Kul'Tiran and her family. It's, it really feels like the Horde have got a really big story payoff on this one this time. Yes. And I, I, I don't know how I feel about that, having played Alliance for so long. Yeah, because I still have not finished Zoldazor, but I can already see everything does feel cohesive. I, I, I need to go back and like finish the war campaign for the Horde but I do like that the Horde are getting together because they, they want to go. And, like, you even have, would it be safe to say it, that we already have, like, the the death of one of the people in the in the Horde leadership? I mean, this is this is in the storyline of, of 8.0. But I, I, yeah. there's a lot of intrigue already there. And, yeah, the, the Alliance was going in saving different areas until finally i had a little bit of trouble following some of the alliance storyline I, I i i saw it but then i'm like oh oh jaina's here oh we're we're doing more stuff with jaina okay now i get it it just feels disjointed in comparison yeah oh absolutely um i think i think we we might have touched on this last week but having one continent would have made the gahoon story feel better because everyone would have known what was going on rather than yeah rather than the Alliance having nothing to see about any of that until we get told, oh yeah, your raid is to go and deal with the uh, the old god that's sleeping beneath Zandalar. And it's like, oh, okay. And it's not even an old god, it's just like bacteria that the Titans were playing with to see if they could carry out. It's not even a real old god, but even the, the quests talk about it being an old god and everything else, an old god contagion. And then, like, you get the, the Shrine of the Storms payoff now with the crucible of storms but you know as as good as a dungeon as that is it doesn't feel like it's it 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 could have been i feel like that bridge between gahoon to battle of desire law you know and then yeah. you would have had that thing on both sides but maybe if the story was changed for the alliance side where it was everything to do with the crucible of storms you know, and having to deal with that. But now we've got the overall story of like, well, we've had more Naga stuff and we've had more Ajara. So it's like, but because everybody knows about Ajara and the Naga and the old gods anyway, we all know why we're going to Nazjatar. So it's... No, go ahead. But I, I also see, because even uh, today's topic kind of goes into one thing. Tearguard Sound has something that, that we're looking for, because the Mechagon in that vault in Tearguard Sound, we cannot underrate where the fact that there's a reason why we need to go back to the Mechanomes. And I'm not just saying because I'm, I'm a big fan of Gnomes, but there's something to do with they're trying to protect the world of Azeroth. And, and it's, it's very interesting 
So do you think Mechagon is going to have more overall to the story they want to tell with the next patch than just uh, an optional like Timeless Isle side thing to do? I think it's more of the patch after. The next patch's focus is Nashatar and what we have to do with the Jara. But I think Mechagon has to do with something about the planet. Because I have, from the beginning of, of Battle for Azeroth, been thinking that it is not the Horde versus the Alliance. It's the planet of Azeroth. That w we are abusing the, the planet and killing it. And I think as we head to 9.0, we're going to see stuff. Nashatar finishes off the story of BFA. It finishes off why what brought BFA Azara. It's finishing off that storyline, or at least continuing it. But we're seeing threads to 9.0 and beyond. I, I'd agree. Like, I definitely think it's all sitting there. Um, again, I think 9.0 is very much going to be uh, the, the death tales and everything else like that. And because the, the story already works around, like, it's already interwoven all the things, like, everyone's afraid of Sylvanas and everything else and her ties to death. Lich King doesn't know why, uh, like, who spoke to Vol'jin to put her there. One somebody hasn't got a clue, one somebody mentions about a boss. We hear about the Shadowlands, which is another death place and everything else. Which I think I'd have to check Chronicle, but I think it's meant to be, the Shadowlands are meant to be opposite to... The Emerald Dream, I want to say. I'd have to, I'd have to go get my book to find out. It's over there in my cupboard. Um, and is the Twisting Nether where demons go? Yes, the tw the Twisting. Okay. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of things about everything, but a lot of people thought the Twisting Nether was what was between planets, but Twisting Nether is a, a dimensional rift all on its own, it seems. So, and that's where the demons went, and. Um, Oh my goodness. It's talking about lore, and it's lore I haven't really thought about for a long time. Because there's stuff like the... What's it called? So, Netherlight Citadel, whatever it's called, uh, the Priest um, Order Hall, and the Warlock Order Hall, they're based in the Twisting Nether. The Warlock Order okay. Hall being an old prison, and obviously the Netherlight Citadel Cathedral can't remember its last name um is obviously just a bastion that sat there so but we look at it and we we look oh it's in space but it's like i think it's like the twisting nevers meant to be the dark version of the emerald dream where the emerald dream is everything that's untouched and the twisting never i think is everything that's been disrupted broken and everything else, but I'm not sure. Uh, they haven't really given it a proper classification. A lot of people still think it's literally the space between worlds. So anything that's like between here and Argus, between here and any other planets in Azeroth's system, that's all the twisting nether. Because that was one of the cool things when Ali did Kirazan and, and hearing at the end of Kirazan that Kirazan, because of Sargeras's influence, became a connection point to the twisting nether. Uh, and, um... and that. Prince Malkazar, isn't it? He talks about it. Yeah. And and, and that made it really cool to be like, wow, Sargeras was in this palace and then Sargeras was trying to use this to bring in demons and stuff like that and connect. Yeah. But I'm like, there's a lot more that we don't even realize in the whole game. Yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff, like, literally between 
everything that we don't know about the game. We'll, we'll eventually get there, whether it's told through Crucible, side stories, or anything else. Uh, I can't find the exact voice line. There you go. All realities, all dimensions are open to him. There's a lot of stuff you, he says before you pull him as well. But um, it's interesting because I like to think... I think that the Twisting Never is essentially space anyway because that's how health, the Infernals travel and they just come down like meteorites and everything else like that. But it, it's it's interesting to see how it's, um, it plays a part altogether. And I, I'd be yeah. interested to see where it's going to go. Because obviously the biggest thing that lies in the Twisted Nether and beyond now is like whatever pockets of the of the demons, the, the Burning Legion still remain, and the Void. Which the Void is meant to be on the deepest out, outlies of space, you know? That's where all that meant to come down. But that's really, really interesting. But yeah, that, that's my adventures in Azeroth. My personal ones this week. Um, I've been mountain hunting, obviously. Um, I've got four mounts that dropped this week. It was a very lucky week for me. Nice. Um, we had three of the ones drop from Argus, and I've had Horridan drop this week. So, I'm now three away from the big 400. On uh, one character, right? Yeah, it's ones that can be used on one character. Nice. But we're getting there. It'll be nice to have that, that last 400, and I can just work on everything else. There's a couple of easily farmable ones, but I'm working on... Like, it's without trying to spend a lot of time just farming specific stuff. Where I could just jump in and do, do my red ones and everything else. But yes. Anything else that you've had in Azeroth this week? Any other journeys and bits and pieces? I know you podcast around the world and obviously hear about everybody else's stories in Azeroth. So, have you, has anything piqued your interest? Not not really. I mean, just the stuff in, in uh, the classic stress test was fascinating to watch. I'm not in the beta because I want to use my time for a while for, for live games. But it was interesting, like, Perfect Nomad sent me a tweet of the stress test of the gnomes. Yes. And it was just, like, a bunch of gnomes running around. I was like, that is paradise. Yeah, they, um, I mean, I've got, I had access to the, the, the stress test, but I didn't actually log on in the end. Um, I tried, everybody got hit by the wall trying to log in, and then it was just disconnected at the beginning. And it was just like, it was like two, one, two o'clock in the morning. Like, it got to 3 a.m. before people started getting in, and I was just like... I'm too tired for this. I can't, yeah. I can't. I can't hang around this long. And then I had other things to do the next day, so I kind of missed out. Um, have you actually got access to the actual classic beta then? No, nope, just, just I the did stress not, test. Well, I, I didn't even opt in for the, the stress oh, test. Oh, you haven't opted in, right? Okay. Because I, I basically neglected my BFA beta, and I figured I don't want to to opt in for something that I might not use. I'd rather leave an invite for somebody else. I'm not trying to be like opt altruistic. I just know that I don't have the time to devote to WoW and and a beta at this point. So the fact that we're getting a beta, I'm excited for all the ones who are, who are loving it. Like I, I I've been seeing Pat do the uh, the beta. I think uh, Dust Mephisto done a beta. I mean, a lot of people are getting the beta, and I'm loving that they're having a lot of fun. And it, I also have been listening to I listened to the Countdown the Classic episode on on the Classic. I might have mentioned it last time, but I wanted to hear reactions to the beta. It's yeah. cool hearing what they're going through. And I, and that has been exciting for me is seeing seeing the excitement from, from, from people on all this stuff. And I heard about failing caverns where it took like four hours. 
Oh Jesus! From more to get through. <laughs> I know. Wait until like, wait until they get marauding. That'll be fun. Trying to clear all of that in one go. Oh yeah, I, I remember like Dire Mall. I mean, I still remember when I came back for Cata in Dire Mall. I, I go to Dire Mall and I'm like, okay, I, I cleared out a couple hours for Dire Mall. You get done in twenty minutes. I'm like, this is not the place I remember at no, all. It's not. There's a, there's a lot of the old world stuff which is quite interesting. I can't... I'm trying to remember if Dire Mall was available as one large instance but had its different entrance portals back pre-Cataclysm. I think it did. I think it was very much like uh, Moralden. I know Scarlet, Scarlet Monastery was always always broken up into four. Yeah. I remember farming Graveyard at one point because it was just like, it's the Graveyard and it's the easiest one out of all four you can do. Yay! Do you remember doing the uh, the the, the Mograin and like you get up to the final thing and then you have the tank who's just getting so tired that they pull everything and you wipe? Oh yeah, in Cathedral, yeah, I remember that. There are people that still do that today, like they just rush through and just want to just pull everything. This is know. this is, I mean, I'm talking about let's talk about classic because obviously. Obviously, uh, Warsong Gulch, and they've just opened up the Honor Path this, this weekend, and there's been a lot of people that are doing that, testing that. And a lot of people that don't realize that a lot of the wall clipping bugs that exist when you get feared, and you fear, get feared through walls, and it's people are reporting it as bugs, and it's like, nope, that, that's how that's how Classic worked. Yeah. Um, the fake walls and everything else, and just, if you clipped it at this point, you go through it. But, um, I think... It's going to be really interesting, like seeing the current player base that have played since. When did Dungeon Rushing really become a thing? I want to say Mists because that's when we got challenge modes and timers and everything else. Um, they're going to go back to this classic. They'll be like, "Ah, we could just bum rush the dead mines. It's fine." And then they're not going to realize that you have to CC certain mobs, interrupt certain mobs, not just let them get their things off, and you have to legitimately focus fire stuff down. Yeah, and it's going to be weird to see how these people legitimately play this game with that change. That's, for me, that's been one of the things I've enjoyed about the Iron is I'm taking my time on things. I'm not just kill, 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 kill. Because uh, leveling and all in BFA is not it's not like it was before they made the the leveling change to seven point three point five. Back then, you basically were one hit killing mobs. But then BFA, it takes a little bit longer. But now in in, in the Iron Man, I have to take time and everything. Hmm. That's only going to be accelerated in Classic. Or not accelerated. Um, emphasized even more. That you have to take more time for every mob. Yeah. Plus, you know, money's going to be more of a... Money's going to be more of a resource. There's been a... I'll tell you what. There's been a lot of conversation on the web this week about what people would like to see past 1.12 and at the end when Naxxramas is on farm. Now, a lot of people... There's a, there's a very clear divide. People are saying, well, will they do TBC servers? Will they do standalone TBC servers where people can transfer their classic tombs to the TBC servers and do TBC instead of having to level all the way through or will they just increase that? But there's been this small divide of people which have gone... Well, why don't will they do 1.13? Now, obviously, there's a lot of lost content from Classic. We've got the Dragon Isles, 
And, you know, there's all the other bits of things that we were going to get, but they chose not to do. You know? And a lot of people are, a lot of people are referring to RuneScape in this fact, where they go, well, will, will the devs turn around and see that a lot of people like the vanilla playstyle? And that they'll go, well, instead of just releasing content we've already uh, given to people and they and they know that, why don't we do new content in the vanilla stuff and so that vanilla servers go to 113, they get the Dragon Isles and there's this new content that's vanilla based for these people. I want to... Uh... I want to touch on the Dragon Isles just real quick because that actually was one thing I, that we talked with John Stats in the interview on Felsacast. Yep. That was 73, 73 or 79. But John Stats said Dragon Isles was a concept but very unfinished. Oh, so absolutely. If we do it, there will be a lot of work that will have to be done. I... One of the interviews that... that I think it was Jay Allenbrack said that they have really enjoyed Classic. And... and it, and, and if I understand right, he's also the one who said that you don't want Classic before he announced Classic. So, I mean, he's come back on his thought, but he's been enjoying developing for Classic. I if mean, there's uh, enough money... Oh, go ahead. I mean, here's the thing when it comes to something like that. I mean... And it's been... I think it's come up in the interviews with... Uh, like, it was one of the big recent interviews batches, I think. It was just like, they turned around and went, it was like they were more against Classic, mostly for the reason that they, the infrastructure wasn't there to be able to do it because they wouldn't be able to launch an old server with it. And the reason you, we've got it at all is because one of the guys in their own time managed to get it to work with the, the current frame network, which is good, which is why it works with the launcher and it's why you got your Battle.net friends list and everything else. You know, it's small, small little things like that which are going to make the classic experience better. But... It's still one of those things, like, if they did, if they did decide to do 1.13, go back and, you know, flesh out the Dragon Isles, their original plans for the Emerald Dream and everything else like that, because that, those files were still in there, you know, people could um, clip through dead mines and get to the Emerald Dream, all that stuff's all available on YouTube, you can go and find it. Yeah, the concept's there, but the problem is, how do they make it look like classic when they're designing things that look like BFA? Yeah, like they're not gonna go back with. I mean, they might do. They did it with Warlords, for example, before they decided they were gonna give us flying, where they went back and designed things with classic in mind. In the whole point where you can only see the mountain from certain angles, but if you if you manage to see it from without being in front of it, but up here, you'd see that it was designed as. I want to say paperwork would probably be the best uh, idea to talk about it like that, but. They might do that. It would save a lot of dev time in the fact... Well, I say that. I don't know how long the dev time would take. But instead of having to render out full mountains and everything else... Who knows? Yeah, because Classic was definitely a lot more of a movie set in a way. Yeah. Because you That's only a way saw yeah. what they wanted you to see. Yeah. Which uh, I remember Stormwind City was a very good example uh, the keep and the cathedral, I think, were the big ones that were very, uh, were very movie set like in how they yeah. were done. Less, and less, less so. Orgrimmar and Thunderbluff. They were big. Just Thunderbluff specifically is just a big mountain. Several of them. And the Silver Moon City, Silver Moon City, and Exar are definitely examples. <laughs> yes, of... because they're still not fixed. Yes, <laughs> yes. It would be yeah. nice if they were actually brought forward and actually done up. 
but at the end of the day, no one uses classic cities anyway, so, I mean, there's less urgency to get it done. But I don't know. Like, it's it's interesting. And what, what, would, what would you like to see? Would you like to see Burning Crusade servers, or would you like to see new content in the classic vein? I could see both, because one reason that I don't want to go back to the classic is it won't move on. But if I could get new content that I didn't get, it would be interesting. Though I also never experienced the Burning Crusades, so I could say that there would be that part where it would be interesting to do, to do that. Look, but not for me. The one thing I, that I'm struggling with, and I and and philosophy wise, because I'm trying to, because understanding the philosophy of people who who are die hard classic, is wanting it to be where it is, adding stuff you instantly take away from the classic feel. I mean, there are bugs that they're not fixing because they want it to be classic. And I've been in the camp where I've been like, okay, if there's a bug that they can easily fix that doesn't affect gameplay, I would be fine fixing it. But we're seeing a lot of things that they're not... So to add content, I could see it making some of the some of the, some of the diehards upset if, they're, if they want it to be a time capsule of what it was. But, but if they want classic gameplay with new stuff, then that's fine. You, the, it would just have to be very careful to to add it. And then would we be in would we be in like a multiverse? Would we be a thing where like the story is changing in in classic compared I, I, to? As I said, like a lot of people are comparing that idea to what RuneScape Classic did, because in RuneScape Classic, and I don't know the hundred percent ins and outs of this, but RuneScape Classic turned around and they reproduced the original basics of the game for people to play and then at the end of it they had so many people that were invested in playing this that they turned around well this is really exciting we could keep this same vein and just add more content in this vein without you know raising everything else but that game is built differently there's lots of different versions of endgame for that there's there's different PvE endgames, there's different PvP endgames, and it different it it works out that there's so much to do throughout the whole length of that thing. I mean, they'd have to they'd have to essentially have a whole essentially a, a another expansion team. Like I'm not entirely sure how the current things work, but as, to the best of my knowledge, they would want they should have two expansion teams. One that would work on so we've got one expansion team that's working on BFA. While the other ones are working on 9.0. And then once 9.0 is... is Or once 8.3, 8.4 is done and out and polished. You know, you'll have a small subset of bug teams. But the majority of that content team will go and work on 10.0. So, like, they probably have to get a whole other team to work on 1.13 and whatever they want to do. You know? But... Yeah. If they... They could quite easily do it, I think. They could keep... They could keep the PvP scene intact in vanilla, you know, when there'll only be gear upgrades, there's no level changes for it. You introduce a new level of content and a raid that's, you know, specific to classic as well. That means that you then get people who might not have been interested in classic because they don't want to play it again, interested in classic because there's new content specific to those servers. It's it's a very interesting way to look at things. And then we it, they could explore ideas and then I could see them finding a way to fit it into BFA in its own way or what 
because they they they, they could make it where this raid will magically appear and be a fae, but then you'd have to have another team. I mean, because because that's where I'm I am struggling with it. Because so, I mean, you could have it where it would just be a complete different uh, AU, as it were, but y you could have it where. Say say they do one thirteen and and the Dragon Isles, for example, you know, yeah. you could then in nine point have Alex Draza come back and say like there's you know a rumored old Dragon Isles that may may or may not still exist or anything else, and we go and find something and there may be hints that they placed there in the nine point Dragon Isles that's you know they've placed like there's ruined versions of that that we find newer versions of in classic that have just degraded over like the span of like so many years or were ruined in the cataclysm that could work because it's like elder scrolls online in a way because because they are doing multi like elder scrolls online is bringing just they just launched elsewhere they've done vardenfell and stuff like that and they have that thousand year gap make to account for the fact that you're you're, you're going to get certain things that would be different in each. And I'm like, enough time has passed, and especially with, with, and the Cataclysm messed up a lot of stuff that whatever is lost in BFA or the WoW that's progressing, if it's lost, it's, it's, it's lost forever. It can work. There are, yeah. there are ways they, they could like clue it in and everything else. But there's there's not ways to say that they can't do it. It's just some matter of doing it. Blizzard, if you want to hire me, if you're even listening to this, you know, it, it, pay me. I give you ideas. I'm a, I'm good with ideas. Yeah, I I loved your your idea last week about alts. I mean, like, and uh, I'm loving this idea. I mean, I'm not again. I I've never been a classic hater. I'm I'm actually no, absolutely not. I'm excited for. But you've made me now more okay with the idea of an alternate content because I kept wondering how an alternate content work. It could really work, and it go. would get me playing cl classic. Yeah. Oh no! There you go. Now you see you've got to level up just in case you do get that one thirteen. Well, I know. Well, I'm already going to level up because I I realized I can actually hopefully maybe play on garage. I I don't think I'll be able to ring the the gong, but maybe with server architecture actually play on garage so maybe you will be you will see me leveling on, on classic I, I really do hope that they give us uh, a decent idea of where the server architecture is going to be there so it would be nice i think with what the population is going to be i think it'd be really nice if we could play eu with us people true there'll be that whole time difference and everything else but a little bit of freedom so we can actually play with our friends in this day and age would be really nice I think once we get cloud gaming, that could be the answer to, to region. Because if they are able to fix the latency between the things and they and the, that you and I are connecting to a cloud computer, yeah. and they figure out the latency between those two data centers on that cloud database, then... To be, to be, to be fair, though, with internet speeds the way they are, the latency's not that bad. Yes... I mean, you'd probably be looking... If I was to connect to you or you connect to me, there'd probably be about a 200 ping. 200's not bad. I've played I've played on EU with a 400 ping before. 450 ping. It's... You know, I've... You just got to... You learn to compensate for it. And it did back then. There were... I recall, because I was 
leveling mages and casters at the time, you actually had uh, built into your UI ping monitors for your spell cast, so you could know when you would be able to hot press to get the next cast rolling. Wow. It's just that uh, internet speeds have come so far that it's less of an issue these days. And if you make it a choice of if the person wants to connect with you, hmm. then you're not forcing somebody. I mean, let's be fair. The, the architecture already works. Over, they do it with Overwatch. You can play with anybody for Overwatch. Okay. Heroes, not so much, but heroes really should have had it. But um, Overwatch already does it. Why, why can't we just institute this technology? Like, we need to move part. Like, Final Fantasy and I think Elder Scrolls do it as well, where you can actually choose what region you want to play on. Like, without having to buy an Oceanic or a United States or an EU key. I think someone was telling me the way Blizzard has their Battle.net set up, it's it, it, they're separate businesses. So, it is part of how they. It's not just the technology side, but like. All, none of your stuff is technically bought on a U.S. account if you were to move to the U.S. No, I get that. But we should get past that now, is what I'm saying. Oh, I, I'm with you. And and I think it would help a lot of the balances. It, it would fix a lot of I the think it would remove balances. a lot of the stigma of yeah. um, uh, region locking. Especially since so many people have played this game over 10 years. You know, uh, technology's moved on and everything else. Yeah. But uh, I'd like to talk about... Because uh, we've talked about Classic, which was something I wasn't actually expected to talk about today. Um, I'd like to talk about uh, a thread that I found on Reddit. I found on Reddit about a month or so ago, I believe it was. Yeah. And it's talking about... The actual thread title was on Reddit, and it's called... Battle for Azeroth Story is really similar to Bionicle G1 Story, and it's, and it's going to end the same way. I think I also know what Battle for Azeroth really means. Now, it's it's rumor, theory, speculation, but it was a fantastic read. And one of the things I'd like to bring to the cast itself is a good story. And it looks the idea the idea of this Reddit thread, and I'll post it in the um, at least in the description for the uh, video version of the of the cast as well, but. It's, re it's really good, the the theories. You've had a chance to read this, haven't you, Fraz? Yeah, and, and that's kind of like I was, I was alluding earlier that it helped me see Mechagon's true role in Azeroth because it, that it's not just going to these, these gnomes, but they are the keeper of Azeroth, and Azeroth is in trouble. Azeroth is hurting, and kind of reading through this, Azeroth might be maliciously being attacked by by something i mean it, it would because if nazoth is behind a, it, it, it's saying that that nazoth is behind a lot of things going on and if nazoth was talking to sargeras or no were they talking did sargeras know nazoth because because so sargeras sargeras sargeras's point was that he just he hates old gods like okay. old gods are part of the void the void is destruction. He his crusade was not to stop that corruption, but anything that the old gods and that void corruption lands on, 
the planet's doomed. So the only way to cleanse that corruption is to destroy the planet. To stop it inhabiting any sort of perhaps Titan world soul. And he used the demons. He was first against the demons trying to stop him, but then he used the demons to, to do that. Yes. Because he saw the planets being corrupted by the void in the old gods. Mm hmm. Thank you again. Uh, I I uh, had had listened to a couple episodes of More of the Great Podcast. It's, it's a podcast I, I need to keep listening to because they're helping me go through the lore piece by piece, and 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 I'm like, it's helping me understand this stuff. So it's Sargeras, in a weird way. I could see him having seen Azeroth being corrupted by the Void, because I I I he could have seen where it was starting to happen. And the sword could have been him trying to stop it or even try to hurt Azeroth because he saw... Because what what they're kind of saying is Nizoth could at some point take the the world soul out of Azeroth and, and, and take what's in there and replace it with himself. I'm like, I could see that. I could really see Nizoth being the, the soul of Azeroth. Yeah. So that's what a lot of the core of uh, this speculation is. Is essentially, for the most part of it, the the gods of Bionicle and everything else. Eventually, the, the bad god pushed out what was a world soul in in that story and inhabited it himself without the the player characters knowing. Now it it feels uh, along because they just send the player characters out on quest to try and save the world soul in bionicle and everything else which is what we're currently doing now we've seen on one of the stories or uh, that we do to help it's the ex i think it's the exalted part of the champions of azeroth where we use the power of the heart of azeroth to defeat that which feeds i can't remember the name of the demon um because it was uh, well, that which hungers Something along the lines of that name. And we feed it, the, we, we fend off with the power of the heart of Azeroth, which we put all this Azerite into. Essentially allowing it to feed so it staves off the hunger and everything else. So, essentially what this thread talks about is the only way that we're going to save Azeroth is that we're going to think that we're locking Nazoth away inside the amulet because it's gonna it's gonna try and help what we're actually gonna do is we're gonna put the world soul of azeroth into the necklace and that allows nazoth to inhabit the world soul and we're going to get an old god to titan essentially which would be that would be fascinating and now that that that's a big amulet if it can hold an entire world soul in it well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, bearing in mind that it brings the Pantheon back as well. Because we haven't killed Sargeras. He's just imprisoned with the rest of the Pantheon. It allows them to bring the Pantheon back in and be like, what have you mortals done? Why yeah. have you done this? You know? But, because it, it leads into a bigger, greater story about, because they're like, we inhabit, we put Nazoth in, what we think is Nazoth inside the amulet and fire it off into space. But then it could be that we have to go and find it. Like 9.0 could be less about the Shadowlands and be more about, you know, Nazoth is Azeroth now. Nazoth is the the parasite, and this brings around the rebirth of the Black Empire. You know, we might not go to Nihilotha in 8.3. We might 
It might be another story, and Nihilotha and the Black Empire might be 9.0. It's it's a really interesting story um, and a theory. I'm just trying to... Yeah, because there's also, as you said, Mechagon was made to fix Azeroth, and there's also a Bionicle reference. We know Blizzard likes to do references to things. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if someone at Blizzard's story writing has kids that have played Bionicle, or they've played Bionicle themselves, and they've gone, this is cool. Not a lot of mainstream people are going to know Bionicle, because they're going to look at people who've grown up about my age. I'm 35 in a month. I don't know how old you are, Fraz. Uh, 29, yeah. 29, yeah. So, I started playing WoW when I was 20. My 20s, you know, 19, 20. You played, started playing when you were like 14, 15, something like that. Yeah. We're, we're not going to have looked at a Lego Bionicle game at that point and gone, oh, I'm not going to play that. That's a kid's game. Because that's what we're like when we're that young, you know? So, we're not going to know what a lot of this Bionicle stuff means, but there are going to be people who have played it. And there may be someone at Blizzard who's had kids that have watched it and played the game themselves and got, you know, something along these lines of a story. Yeah. It, and, it's, it's interesting. And there's nothing against taking a story as long as you're not plagiarizing it. If, Absolutely. if you're taking an idea and adding your own spin to it, then it's good. Because the, 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 the scary part would be if Blizzard was secretly taking the story oh no no title blizzard is taking the story of uh, Bionicle. It, it? but there there are a lot of similarities between bionicle lore and warcraft's titan lore is what they're saying i mean warcraft has changed their lore as they've seen fit to fit the story which is what you have to do you know you can't you can't turn around and write a story and then never you know change it it's why it's why stuff in uh, Chronicle Volume 3 turn around and retcon some of the older stuff. It's because they've had to change the lore of the world to fit the stories they need to tell. Yeah. It's and... it's it's like how they've already come out and said, when we get the remake of Warcraft 3, some of the storytelling will be different from the original Warcraft 3 because it's going to have to fit the story that they're telling. You know? And because... as long... Go on. And, and no one is omnipotent enough to know where they want to take a story because no. if it was a, a story that was that was complete then it would, it would be harder to direct on it but we are in a living story the story is not done yet i think blizzard specifically with the story that they're telling have they're thinking three expansions ahead at least you know and you yeah. can you can tell that this is something that came into mind I don't think it's so much with burning crusade because i don't think they really envisioned garrosh was going to be the the enemy of you know, the enemy we fight at the end of Mists until we got to Mists. But with Mists, they told the story of Garrosh getting the... So, we've had from going to Mists to the Burning Legion, all in that trilogy of, of, of a story. And then, the story kind of hard caps at the end of Legion with one extra thing that just leads into what we're doing next. So, my theory is, is that they've got the story for 8, the story for 9... And the story for 10. Like, they know where they want to be in expansion 10. And then there'll be a hard cut with the story that they've got there. And there'll be these familiar threads, which ties 10 to 11. Yeah. It's the same thing that they've done with, with Star Wars. And, and I think three games or three, three media is a good logical step. 
it's oh it's good there's a lot of story as i said uh you really should read this yourself if you've got if you've got any thoughts about how you feel the uh the story on the law should go um it's yeah. in, it's interesting that this thread had so many upvotes on the reddit and i haven't really seen anybody talk about it like i haven't yeah. seen i haven't seen noble talk about the possibilities on it and he's the biggest law guy that's currently out there um well with the exception of obviously um the red shirt guy and everything else but i don't really he's not very prolific in what i i see so um he might have mentioned it um but noble who is there with the rest of the content creators doesn't talk about it bellular who likes doing a lot of content on various bits and pieces and speculation anyway didn't report on it or anything else so it really strikes me that these sort of content creators haven't looked at this story and and gone well for a start there's content that can be made off of that but um they haven't thought about where this story could be and it could be right but i mean i guess when it comes to this we'll see at blizzcon where 9.0 is going to take us at least because well, it, it, it would be cool to see a spaceship in like megagon like, like, like what if you unlock a door and there's this giant spaceship just like sitting there because Space opens up to up to a lot of planets that we've never been to. Yes, and there's stuff they can create new content instead of trying to like talk about the lore on one content. And if we ever get into the engine issue of like the engine of the game being out of place, you could figure out a way to somehow work it together. Where, what if classic is is old engine or I mean old old, old content and old graphics? Modern WoW is here. Then WoW 2.0 is the new engine. And you and you, your character stops here, and like, oh well, you can't use any of your mounts on this because they they are only alive on Azeroth and Argus. It would be interesting. Going to space also means that we can go back to Argus and see what, you know, what's changed. Like, have yeah. they managed to repair the planet in any way or anything else? There's a lot that we could go to. I mean, you only have to remember Star uh, Star Augur from Nighthold. There are many, many planets out there. Some are void-ridden. Some are legion-burned. Some are just um, epidemic—not uh, epidemics, but casualties—to just how how vast and horrible space can be. You know, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot that we could find there, but you know, they'll obviously go to a specific planet or bits of pieces and everything else. But I, I feel when we get to BlizzCon, we'll definitely see... They'll definitely announce what 9.0 is going to be. Or at least give us a name title, or like that normal trailer that we get in the lead-up to it. And we'll definitely have a What's Next panel for what 8.3 will contain. Yeah. I'm already speculating. No well, we, we've yet... We, yeah. We've yet to see um, what happens post-Ashara. Because what we've been told by Blizzard is that we'll know who the main villain is of the expansion by the end of that by the end of that patch. So there's mo there's definitely more story to come because they've only just they've only just on the PTR opened up the introduction lines and the bodyguards for Najjatar. So you know there could be more rep-gated story that's down the line i hope not because we still need revered in order to get flying and god nastachar and mechagon already feel like a massive grind fest yes 
it I'm really feels like a massive chore um but i don't know we'll see we'll see where we're going to um i don't know you got any plans for your next week of uh your adventures around azeroth definitely more of the iron because i i want to try to get my iron up and stuff like that i'm trying to think like like i might go into my horde or try to get my shaman up to 120 because then i've got a druid that so it, a lot of it's just kind of holding pace because it, there's nothing that's calling to me in current content that i haven't really done i mean I, there, there's obviously things i can like rip out like uh i like to do stuff like that but I'm kind of holding off a lot of my emissary stuff to I get flying. Once I can fly across BFA, world quests won't be quite so much of a pain. Like Legion world quests are not a pain once you can fly. Legion world quests weren't that much of a pain anyway. I felt because the flight points and where the world quests were situated weren't very far away, so you could literally yeah. land and you were right there. The problem with the problem with how BFA spread out, particularly when you're a horde on the on Colteris or when you're Alliance in Zandalar. Your flight points are so sporadic. Now, you'll have your occasional flight points that land exactly where you need to be. For example, your Champions of Azeroth stuff is nearly right next to a flight point. You know, that's that that's good because it's right there, and then you don't need to do anything. Because once you get your gear and you're just doing your dailies just to tick on your Heart of Azeroth, then that's really it. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that once we get flying, but it still feels like flying is going to be a chore. Flying, we say flying's. This is the interesting thing because it takes us back to classic again. Anything you do in classic, you feel rewarded for at the end of that story. But because we're used to flying, we've had flying ingrained of us since TBC, Wrath, Mr. Pandaria, etc., etc. We want flying now. And to unlock flying, because it's going to be rep-gated, it feels like a chore rather than a reward. Now, yeah. as I said last week, if they tied it into Loremaster and Explorer, you know, we wouldn't have to worry about Pathfinder because we'd be like, oh, I've done Explorer and Loremaster on my main character because I don't want to have to worry about doing it on my alts. I'll do island expeditions on my alts or i'll do pvp on an ult or i'll do something that i want to level that's different but i already have flying if i choose to go and do world quests because i've got explorer and loremaster hell you could even tie the treasures into it now because and make yeah. that make that part of explorer you know it's having pathfinder at in the middle of an expansion to allow us to fly back in content where we're not going to want to fly except on alts to get them done it's just a pain in the ass these days yeah i i almost think that the expansion should just launch with with pathfinder that once you finish the story boom you're done and then final fantasy 14 did it interesting like because i know we get we're getting two new zones well Final Fantasy XIV, you explore the zone and you attune yourself to that zone. Yes. Then you can fly around there. Fly so whenever side. they introduce it, yeah. It's, it's, it's essentially, get... it is Explorer and Loremaster because a lot of those attunements are based around your story quests in those zones. But then there are at least a, a, a quarter, a third of those which you actually have to explore the zone to find. Yeah. So it's like, have Explorer, have Loremaster you want to tie the treasures to it go ahead because people are going to be wandering around getting their explorer anyway 
you really want to be a douche about it, you can tie the rares to it as well. Because again, people are going to be exploring the zone just to get it unlocked. But then, they've done the rares, they've done the treasures, they've unlocked all of the map, you then reward them with flying in that zone. Yeah, why do a rep grind? Exactly. Like, what, why, 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 why should I get rewarded for a rep grind, which is going to have no real rep rewards at Revered that I'm going to want to use anyway? By the time I reach Revered, it'll have gear that's not useful to me. I almost wonder if there's somebody at Blizzard who is in charge of rep grinds and is afraid that, oh, if we don't give people enough content to do, or if we don't make people forced to play the game, that, that, that people will leave. I mean, and in, in the reverse, people leave because of the rep grind. That's, I, it's... that's been a thing since daily quests have been put in, though. Like, go back to... Go back to when Trial of the Crusader was first put in. Before we built the thing, you know, so we're still in Ordua. Your daily quests were, go around the world and pick up materials so we can build the Colosseum. It, it launched at a time where content was dry because, you know... There were no quests to do because we'd quested and we'd done anything. People were logging on to raid. They were logging on to do Wintergrass. They were logging on to do PvP. You know, it's it's one of those things that people were rewarded for the things they do. But now it's like... Bleh. Yeah. It's like we're, we're forced to do these things. Take my mage, for example. And we talked about this a little bit last week. We're having... Getting my ult and then being locked to these item levels. I'm now fighting the item level system on my mage in order for it to do anything. Because I'm fighting, hoping for a glove reward above 300, because it's still at 292 level gear, before it unlocks my my rare achievement and it unlocks the next item level tier. You know? I don't, yeah. ha I don't want to do dungeons because the personal loot system punishes me. Take I, I did a dungeon. I, I did a random heroic today on my mage. Uh, I didn't get any loot on anything except for the last boss. And the last boss dropped a five item level weapon upgrade. There's no reward. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's I got lucky with one item. There were people in that group that didn't get anything. It, it feels less... The problem is, is that it feels less rewarding. But there's a ton of content to do. And this is where I think Blizzard needs to find that. And I think they'll find it when they when they re-release Classic and they see people are doing quests and feeling rewarded for it. And I think the philosophy is going to change. But that's just yeah, me. There was an interview where they said that they're going to learn from Classic and hopefully bring it into BFA. So I, I think, I think that... bringing it into BFA won't work. I think... What they'll do is they'll look at classic because we're still going to have another six months before 8.3 launches after classic launches minimum which means that we're going to have another six months minimum after that before we get another expansion so i'm not expecting an expansion till september november 2020 at this point so yeah. they'll have a year and a half from when classic launches to retool any quest chains that and anything that can make people feel rewarded from that classic experience and that's what i think they'll focus on absolutely but yeah final uh, final thoughts from you my, my friend 
I think I've talked to I think I've talked more for both of us this time. I, I I'm with you on on the things because what you're saying is you're expressing some of the some of the feelings I've been having and stuff like that and I'm excited for where the game's gonna go and for me I'm. I'm uh, never going to say Blizzard's perfect because I'm not perfect. So if I'm not perfect, then Blizzard's definitely not perfect. <laughs> How about you? Um, no, I'm the same boat. Like, I'm definitely not perfect. But I have ideas that I'd like to see in the game, as I've expressed this week, as I expressed last week, as I'll probably find something that I'll want to express next week as well. Or, you know, I'll just mention it off-cuff on Twitter or somewhere else that I think that this could be a good idea. I'm not perfect though, and a lot of my ideas will be wrong and someone will disagree with that because that's not what they want to see. What I want to yeah. see is going to be completely different to what they want to see, and that's that's fine. Like, we're all full of ideas of what we want to see in a game that we've played for so long. We're, we're invested in our characters, we've met friends in this game, new friends, we still talk to old friends, and we just want to keep playing something that we enjoy. And at the bottom line... If we can think of stuff that's going to make it better. But again, we're not on the inside. We don't see the... We don't see the corporate infrastructure of what they might have to deal with or anything else. And we don't know what the design philosophy is like. You know, we know what we're told. But we don't know what was actually there. Yeah. And we don't know what ideas that they even thought about. Because that is the one thing that I never want to say. I, I think we we under credit blizzard on some of some of their genius of all these ideas trying to at least figure out what they th what they think is the best because i mean at the end of the day it's their game and they decide but i think that they do list and act on what we want but every every time i hear stuff they are listening i think they are listening they just find a hard way to implement what we want and then yeah. when they get around to implementing what we want, it's either overshadowed by a, a bad decision or a decision that hasn't gelled well with the community or they haven't implemented it the way we want it. Absolutely. The game, I have to say, is currently not casual friendly as much as they've tried to push it because they, they're trying to do too much of it. I think they need to step away from world quests they need to step away from the garrison table like they've already tried to make the garrison table more casual friendly by massively reducing the rewards that we've had from the previous two expansions but they need to we need to have more stuff that invests us like if there's more long time content to get involved in like long storyline quest stuff that we is like Go away and farm X of an item. Come back and then you get the next step of a quest line and everything else. And various other pits. Yes, there'll be people that'll feel like it's just a grind. But then there'll be people that'll feel like they're invested for getting all this stuff as well. But we need to... Like, remember back in... Oh my goodness. There was a, there was a time that... Blizzard was hammered over content gating. Uh, sorry, time gating. When everything used to be... Because everything was rep gated when we were in mists. And then they went from rep gating to time gating. And now we've gone from time gating Beth to... <laughs> back to... Back to rep gating again. You know? And it's just... There's no... There's no... 
there's no in between. It's it's either far on one side or far on the other. Like we could have that, and they've tried to ease off the rep gating by going. Your war campaign happens at three k honored, seven k honored, you know, into revered. But then what they've done to slow that down is they've time gated us by saying we well, get seventy five to one hundred and fifty rep a world quest. It's, uh, you know, it's 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 not pleasant, and that's try and that's that's alleviated by the pain of emissaries, but with time getting on emissaries by getting one a day, and I think someone put it best when uh, they were talking about how the Throne of Thunder did content, and you could go there and you could choose. If you want to do PvE content or PvP content on that day and everything else. And just give us the emissaries. Like, if we're there, we've got stuff to do. Like, it's it's very hard. Like, the content needs to be there. And the content needs to be overwhelming. Like, if you wanna if you wanna rep gate a storyline, then rep gate it so that finishing one part gives me a large amount of rep to get me to the next step but then be like we need to go away and work out another plan and then have a couple of days break because that would make sense for a character to go away for two days and come back and go we've got this plan you know it's there to do and that way the character feels invested because they they can do their own thing in a couple of days but then they've got the rep for the next step and there's yeah. there's, there's a there's a nice middle ground there like what what's the point in me in me going back to nathanos going over to to go and find uh the next part of the war campaign i get back off that and i got 150 rep cool you've asked me to go and do this big job on the other continent and and you know sneak in and attack at alliance base but you'll give me 150 rep at least turn around and go, well, you've done this massive job. You've really gone up in our standings. You know, here's that rep. Now, we're just going to have to go away and we're going to have to work out the next step of the plan. Come back in a couple of days. Yeah, versus every day having to come back and be like, okay, yeah. getting that much closer. Because like, I'm thinking right now, I think I'm going to go and work on my 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 horde. Because my horde's in, in that place where it's, it's in limbo. And I'm like, I got to figure out where to... Do I do world quest now? Because, or do I do the war campaign? That's it. Like, thankfully, because I've already finished the alliance story on my main character, my ult is just there to do. It doesn't need to do world quest because no loot is going to be good enough. But it will log on. It will do an emissary, and then I'll disappear to another character. But at the moment, my horde is like, well, I'll log on, and oh, there's a world quest for a bit of gear there I can use as an upgrade. I'll go and do that, and. Uh, I don't want to grind out rep. I don't want to grind out world quests for the next hour and a half just to try and get a measly amount of rep. I'll just wait for an emissary to come around in how whatever day that turns up and just chunk it down. But I'll have to go yeah. back to my garrison table and do the rep missions to try and get the rep up. There needs to be a nice middle ground, and that that's 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 the case that Blizzard need to hit because at the moment they're just hitting too much of an extreme. Yeah, because I think they're afraid again that that we're going to unsub and in a way some of us have unsubbed because they've they forced us to unsub versus people unsub 
because there's nothing to do in their eyes. Um, there's lots to do. You just got to find what you want to do. You know? Yeah. We didn't spend it... 10 to 15 years playing a game because there was nothing to do. We spent 10 to 15 years playing a game because we were playing it with other people. You know, there's lots of other games that we're we're in a we're in a very nice situation where there's lots of other games out there to play. Yeah, but Blizzard needs to get us to want to play that game. So absolutely, even if they turn around and went not massive, great big rep chunks, but they have a storyline which happens and we get 500 rep, 500 rep. Excuse me, 500 rep and a small step in a quest chain. That would be massive. That's a long quest chain that we could complete every couple of days, you know? And then you can yeah. still keep your emissaries in there, massively reduce the rep gain, you know, or give it for the reps that aren't your main, like, warbound rep or anything else, and just make it fun. I don't mind jumping on and doing an emissary if they turn around and go, yeah, we've got some, you, you want to help us out for a day? Brilliant. We've got these things that need doing. You know what? It can take place of doing every couple of days. There's a big new war quest. You know? I th yeah. There just needs to be... Uh, I'm rambling on about it, but there just needs to be a nice nice middle ground. Absolutely. And and I'm with you on that. That it can't force you to away from the game. Because, yeah, I mean... If it wasn't for podcasting and some of my streaming, there's a, there's a part of me that could be tempted to be... I don't know, and, and and I hate to say that, but I mean, it. it this stuff is what's keeping me in, into WoW some days. Absolutely, um, I'm jumping on WoW at the moment and doing mount grind, mount grinding, mount hunting, when I'm rendering a video or I'm downloading uh, a Twitch vod to edit up and put online somewhere else. You know, it's it's just stuff that we're working on in the background. But yeah, it's a very different game than where it was ten years ago, and we'll be interested to see where Classic turns around and does it. Absolutely, and and we're we'll be in we'll be gnomes in space. Yes, gnomes in space, absolutely. But I think we're pretty much at the end. I think we've overgone our hour just a tad. So thank you very much for listening, Mister Frasley. Where around the internet can they find you? I'm on Twitter at Frasleytastic, and then you can find me and, and everything and all the podcasts including this one at frasley.com brilliant stuff you can find me at titans creed on twitter you can find me on twitch on twitch.tv slash project phoenix productions you can find me on youtube at youtube.com slash project phoenix productions those are the best places to catch me i do a variety of content every day mr frasley does a variety of content nearly every day as well you can catch him on many podcasts you can catch him on twitch uh, same as me. I'm not on many podcasts, but I'm everywhere on the internet these days, it seems. Thank you very much for watching, ladies and gentlemen. From me and from Frasley, I hope you've enjoyed sitting down and talking to us about some stories. And we'll be back next week with hopefully some more stories around Azeroth. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>